Coaches, welcome to the United Basketball and Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Smith. It's a great time of the year. High school basketball is right around the corner. Uh, Those of us in Georgia had our first official practice on Monday or tryouts or whatever coaches needed to do. So we are rolling with basketball in Georgia as are many other states around the country or, or getting close to it as well. I'm excited about tonight's podcast with Jordan Decision and Lex Barbush as we talk about uh, intentional training and what he's done to unleash potential up in Pennsylvania. They do a great job uh, working with players and building skill and uh, basketball IQ and all things that translate to the floor. Before we get after that, I want to let you know, again, guys, I'm telling you, if you're trying to raise money, uh, you need to contact Snap Mobile. You can find all their information um, in the show notes, but uh, one of their products is SnapRaise. I'm going to start SnapRaise, I believe, November 17th. It's the most efficient way I've ever raised money. We've got new locker rooms, uniforms, Dr. Dish, Noah Shooting System, and I'm not in a wealthy school district at all. This money is all raised uh, through fundraisers. So reach out to them and raise money so you can give your players the type of environment and things that you want to. Also, as I mentioned, Dr. Dish, we love our Dr. Dish. They've upgraded the uh, the system, and I'm telling you, uh, the skills and drills that come with it are phenomenal. Players will get better. It's the most efficient way to get shots up as opposed to just in a gym with another guy and you're rebounding for each other. Uh, you know, you can get hundreds and hundreds of shots up in such a short amount of time and really build your skill, but also be efficient, be respectful of players' times as well. Well, guys, I'm excited about this podcast, and I hope you will enjoy it. And you can also check out over 100 videos from Unleashed Potential on United Basketball Plus. Monthly plan is $6 a month. If you join annually, use the code CLINICS and receive an annual subscription for $50. And it is loaded full of phenomenal content. And we add more monthly. Well, guys, let's get to the podcast. Coaches, I want to welcome Jordan's Decision and Lex Barbush to the uh, podcast. Uh, if you're familiar with our website, United Basketball Plus, uh, they lead uh, with the uh, skill development portion, uh, which we just added a bunch of videos this week to that. And you also may be familiar with uh, Jordan's dad, Joe's Decision, who they all were at the clinic in the Hoosier Gym a couple of years ago. Um, well, guys, thanks for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. We're excited. You know, you're one of the rare people out there because so many people do training but they also have a full-time job and they're stretched all over the place you've been able to turn your training and unleash potential into you know your full-time career right now talk briefly about your basketball background and what led you into player development portion of coaching as opposed to like coaching x's and o's with a team on at a high school or college level yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a coach's son. Uh, my dad coached, you know, local high school basketball at, at my high school. I played at in Carlisle, Pennsylvania for a long time. Um, so growing up, I was always just, you know, drilled. And I, I knew I wanted to play at the varsity level as a ninth grader was always my goal. And I knew I wanted to play at the division one level, which, you know, I also accomplished. Um, so growing up, just knowing that path, being around basketball was heavy on, you got to be a skilled player. Um, you got to be able to put the ball in the basket, you know, especially if you're, you know, a six, one or six, two guard to make it to the division two, uh, division one level. So I was just brought up just being heavy into skill work. Um, once I was done with my playing career, I had an opportunity 
opportunity. Actually, few people know this about me, but I actually got offered a grad assistance job at Villanova. And after going through the grind of working to get to that division one level as a player, I knew what it took, you know, on a skill basis. And then being at that level as a player and seeing what, you know, the coaches do on a day-to-day basis of recruiting and, you know, in season, it's a 24 hour a day job, really out of season two. Um, I knew that coaching wasn't really the route I wanted to get into. Um, I always had a love and passion for skill development, seeing what that work, you know, gave me in my playing career and being able to come home and do that locally. And, you know, we've been blessed to do it on a national and really my dad on an international level. Um, we just wanted to give back to the game. And what made the most sense for us and where our passion lied was in just day-to-day skill work and, you know, seeing that 1% of improvement, you know, from a, a individual player standpoint every single day. Yeah, and for me, I also um, was a, a player. I had a dad who was a coach, but he was a football coach. So it was a little bit of that uh, tough love growing up. He obviously knew basketball very well. But, um, you know, I, I grew up in a gym. I grew up on the football field. I was always practicing um, something. I played D3 basketball at Franklin and Marshall. And I actually wasn't – I thought I wanted to be a coach. So I – when I graduated, I – was a coach for a year, um, an assistant at a D3 school, um, actually in Carlisle. And it was a great experience. But I think in that year, I learned a lot about myself and just the coaching world in general. And I just realized that wasn't where my true passion um, really lied in that. I wanted to do more skill development. I didn't want to teach X's and O's. Um, I didn't want to deal with everything that went along with recruiting um, and everything else like that. So it it just made the most sense um, for me. And I think Jordan and I, along with his dad, are all all at the same point in our lives and our careers where we were ready to turn skill development into something that we could make eventually full-time for all three of us, um, which it took us a little while. I think we're on our, what, 11th year of training, give or take. Um, And I just recently um, this summer became um, full-time. So it took us a a little bit to get here, but, you know, we're at a really good spot and happy with where we are and excited to to keep growing and, and expanding what we do. Yeah, I think the big thing, too, with, like you said, being blessed to do it full time, um, that's one of those things we always say there's a trainer on every corner. It's the good, bad and the ugly sometimes. Um, But the goal was never full time training like we, you know, like we started. It was just a passion we had as a player um, that we knew playing wise and having been brought up that way. We had a good background on it, especially with what, you know, my dad has done. And I know he's familiar with the stuff you, you or you're familiar with the stuff he's done as well. He just um, sort of showed us the model of how to run that skill development as a company. And then with very little advertising with, you know, no like false bravado or pounding our chest, we just did what we do at a high level day in and day out. And it ended up that, you know, people love what we do and word of mouth. Um, you know, when you help develop somebody, they share that news and people ask, you know, where'd you work on our game? We've just been blessed to have a really good group of families and players that came through our program that have sort of been, you know, like the proof in the pudding for us. Um, and we've been blessed to continue to do that with a lot of different kids. Well, I'll say one of the impressive things about you guys and Unleashed Potential. And again, everybody puts stuff on social media, but you guys are not about just self-promotion all the time. Like you're through word of mouth and letting your kids kind of as they develop and people ask questions, Hey, where are you going? And all that. And I know that, like you said, um, trainers kind of get a bad rap today, uh, mainly because some of the stuff they put on social media with some of that, I don't know if they're serious or not. Sometimes I think they do it just to rile people up, 
But do, do you have a specific training philosophy? I mean, you know, when a kid comes in, like what are your goals or do they come and say, we want to work on this specific skill or you just get a kid as an eighth grader or seventh grader and your goal is to work with them potentially till they in their high school career potentially go off to college. I'm assuming you've had some clients with you guys for many years, right? Yeah, I would say, and this is what I probably love most about what we do. It's not one size fits all. We are literally getting kids that are young, brand new to basketball, literally no they don't know anything about the sport, nothing about the game. You can't take anything for granted when, when teaching them, they don't even know what a correct defensive stance is. And then we will get kids that are very high level uh, high school players that are getting, you know, high D one offers. Some people that have opportunities to go play um, professionally overseas. So we get the full spectrum of players we need to, when they come in, basically figure out what, what their goals are, right? Yeah. Everybody's goal isn't to play college basketball. Right. You might just have a kid that got cut from their seventh and eighth or seventh grade team. And their goal is just to make the team and maybe sit on the bench that eighth grade season for them. So it really just depends on the kid and what we learn from them, what their specific goals are. We're really here just to make them better and, and help them achieve their goals. And every single one of the kids that come in and out of our gym have completely and vastly different goals. Yeah. And I think too, just along our training philosophy, um, we're big on results. Results matter. So you can say what you want. You can advertise it how you want. At the end of the day, you can't fake it with the kids. You can't fake it with the parents. The results matter. Mm -hmm. And if they're being developed, they recognize that. And if they're not, they will not come back. Um, the other thing is just in terms of our philosophy. And I think this is really funny too. Um, we do the same drills and obviously there's different levels. You know, if it's a really high level kid, we're doing some other stuff, but we work everybody out a lot of times and there might be a fifth grader in the gym. And then, you know, a uh, college kid is watching this and then they'll come in and they'll have three drills in the college kids workout that were the same to what they witnessed the fifth grader do. Mm -hmm. and the difference is it's how we teach it and the detail we teach it at. Yep. So simplicity always wins, right? You got to have a good foundation to do things at a very high level. Um, difference is that fourth and fifth grader, we may let a couple of things go because we need to focus on, you know, a minute, a minute part of that. That's a foundational thing where the older kid might have that or probably should have that. And now we'll pick them apart without overteaching it um, to elevate them. But the details are what make things more difficult. And I think a big philosophy with us, too, is we say this all the time. You can go and have somebody that, you know, just ball handles you to death. You can have guys that will run you off flare screens and down screens and they'll game situation you to death. We take great pride in all around development where we will build skill that's needed, um, but we also can build um, what we call game development as well. So we'll make reads as well too, but we don't specialize in one and the other. At the end of the day, one of our true beliefs is if you don't have the skill, you can't make the play. Yeah. So we'll talk about situations within our training, but we are very heavily skill-based and movement-based where you can't make a great through the legs move if you don't have a good base. Yep. So talk about stance um, and we're really big on doing that. And the better a player can move and feel comfortable in their skill set, the more of those will come out when needed in a certain situation. Yeah. I like what you just said, you know, Tyler Costin, you, you probably know who Tyler is. He was at a clinic in Chattanooga at my school a few weeks ago. And, you know, many times coaches who feel like we don't have the most talented team, we just we try to put in more plays and more 
and more intricate things. And he's like, look, guys, the separator is skill development. You know, if you're not walking in with some dudes who can play potentially, great athletes, height, running more intricate plays is not necessary. And then you're putting more on a kid to memorize potentially, teach style of play, but also skill development is the separator. You know, great footwork in the post, whether they're 5'11 or 6'3, you know, great base on the perimeter, we're able to make make um, the, the right decision footwork-wise and things like that. Um, so how often do you see kids? I mean, do, so trainers are listening to the podcast. So do you think you see a kid once a week, twice a week? I know based on schedules and drive and things like that, but just your perspective, do they need to put in a good session? And how oft, How long are your sessions normally, or does it vary based on the number of kids? No, so, and actually, I want to add one thing in there, too. Just you mentioned the footwork. Um, there's, like, two absolutes when you come to us, um, like, that you're going to get. Especially in a group workout, we're always going to compete, right? So it may be a drill setting or a small-sided game, which, you know, we, we have on your website, too. Um, you're always going to compete, and we're always going to get footwork. Footwork is the basis to all skills. But uh, to answer your most recent question, so we offer individual sessions. It's like a private lesson. You come to us one-on-one, -on -one, or maybe, like, you and a teammate come in, but it's only you two, so it's private. We offer small group, which we actually do co-ed uh, based off of age. Um, there's a lot of really unique peer pressure and stuff that comes out of that group that really mm -hmm. keeps everybody on their toes the whole time. Um, and we also do teams and organizations. Almost all of our sessions, unless it's a special event, are an hour in length. And another really big pillar of our skill work is we don't overteach. Um, we teach in sound bites. So we're not going to overtalk kids. We're not going to stop them every time they mess up. Um, we're going to let them figure it out a little bit. We'll pick our points where we'll shut the gym down. You know, everyone hold the ball real quick and we'll hit our few key points we need to. And then while we're in our workouts and we keep a really good staff to player ratio, you know, it's not one trainer and 20 kids. Um, we never go very rarely higher than a seven, eight to one player to coach ratio. So mid drills, as kids are getting their reps, we're pulling someone to the side real quick on the way back. You got to make this adjustment on the fly, just like you got to in the game. Mm -hmm. We don't stop everything and talk about it. And we keep them at a, uh, more or less an hour in length because we say, if we're going to push you, if you push yourselves as well and respond to our coaching at the pace we do it at, you better leave that gym gassed in an hour or that's a personal problem. You weren't willing to go where we're trying to take you. Um, and it ultimately, that may not happen right away, but it becomes a learned behavior in the way we run things. And just a touch on the ratio of like how many times kids come in, I would say for most kids, it's probably one to two times a week. You'll get some people that pop in th for a third. You have some people that, you know, their parents are trying to get their kid in there five days a week. Yeah. Um, our best combination of um, what we offer and what we think will best benefit the kids would be you need an individual. If you have um, like a glaring weakness or issue in your game, come on in, let's get an individual. Let's really iron out whatever you're struggling with, identify why you're, you're struggling with this, give you things you can work on on your own to get better at this and kind of speed up that progress. But for us, I would say there is so much benefit to being in a group setting, just off of what he said a little bit, you're in there with kids that are going to be way better than you. Some of them mm -hmm. might be faster, stronger, just more athletically gifted than you. So that automatically just raises where you are and what you have to do and what the expectation is of you in that hour. Um, 
and it just makes all the kids go a lot harder yeah. and maybe stuff that you thought you did really well in an individual setting. Well, now that you have that extra intensity and you feel that extra pressure to have more speed, well, now you can't tra translate um, those skills in a group setting. You've completely lost everything because the speed has just completely deteriorated um, what you thought you could do really well skill-wise. So that is probably the biggest barrier that we have to break through um, between just the kids and their parents because – you know, they think individuals are the greatest thing and they are fantastic. Yeah. We absolutely love them. We can accomplish a lot. But if you can't translate what you're learning in an individual setting to a group setting, I mean, or that's that's the game of basketball, right? right. You're, that's you're the, with other people. Yeah, so, that's the key thing. Does it transfer to the game? And you, you see a lot of you see a lot of kids today that do so much individual. They're just a dirt drill player. Yep. And I've got some kids like that, that they're, they're great at the drills. And then we throw them out there in three on three situations or, you know, small side of games or five on five. And it just doesn't translate. So that's how you, you like to do, um, you know, some level of competitions in, in your groups. What's the most rewarding part of, of training? I mean, you know, maybe an obvious answer, but what have you really found over the last decade um, that, um, that has really maybe changed you as a coach, maybe as a person. And obviously I think it's probably some of the relationships with these kids is just phenomenal and their parents. Yeah, I would say it's twofold for me. I would say first and foremost, we're really lucky to meet some great kids and some great families. And we've kind of um, forged relationships with them that have lasted, you know, beyond some of the kids uh, playing careers where we still keep in touch with a lot of people that have, graduated and, you know, they're not picking up a basketball anymore. Um, so that would be number one on my list. But I think it just goes back to helping these kids achieve whatever their specific goal is. Like we already touched on before, everybody has a different goal. And just seeing those kids, you know, run in and with a big smile on their face, letting us know that they made the team after getting cut two mm -hmm. years in a row or yeah. they got their first college offer when they didn't even know if being able to play at the college level was something that they could even achieve. So I think just kind of watching them progress and meet their own specific goals is the most rewarding um, for me. Yeah, it absolutely is for me too. I think, um, and this is probably our proudest thing as a training company is um, because we didn't realize this could even be full-time, we just love basketball and wanted to help develop kids. Uh, we never realized it was going to be full-time for us. Um, so we've never, we don't see a kid walk in as a dollar sign. Obviously it's a business. Um, and now being full-time, it puts food on our, our plate at night. You know what I mean? Right. So it is a business, but um, we have kept things affordable. Um, so there is not a single kid that would want to train with us, but maybe couldn't afford it that can't, right? Yeah. Very affordable. We have an option for everybody. And the other thing is we've been huge on giving back. So every year we run uh, free training like opportunities where kids can handwrite a letter as to why they think they deserve this opportunity. Um, we reach out to people in the community to help these kids out. We go above and beyond to get kids in our door. And I think what we've um, really unlocked is aside from basketball thing, because, you know, as a training company and we see, you know, we always do a general math every year between the teams and kids that come to us with the team training and our, or our clinics, we probably see anywhere from 1500 to 2000 different kids every year. If you had a ticker at our door, when kids walked in and you were there for a month, you would probably see anywhere between 250 and 350 different kids come in monthly. Um, they're not all going to be college basketball players. So aside right. from their own goals, 
Um, the way we run things, the accountability that we give them when we're teaching. Um, we've heard more stuff from parents of they're more locked in in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, confidence has improved. You know, they now look me in the eye and engage me when I'm talking better. Um, mm-hmm. All those qualities that also equal a good basketball player. Um, just the accountability in our gym, just like a coach does to his team, um, that carries over and translates to all aspects of stuff. So it's even more rewarding to hear about the kid that maybe quit playing in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they have the confidence to go out and try track and field when, you know, they wouldn't say boo, you know, before. Right. That, that goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, obviously we think every kid wants to play college, but like you said, some kid may just want to make the ninth grade team and it is like the highlight of their life and they'll talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Right. Like today I, you know, I cut a kid last year and he, I cut him. Um, and this year he made the team today. So, and I'm like, he put in the hard work. He was hungry. And man, the look in his face and his eyes when I told him he made the team is like so rewarding. Not for me, because I was, he just, he did the work and it paid off. Right. Um, and, it, and it was special. Um, so let's talk for a second. And guys, if, if you're listening again with the last batch of videos we have, that we have over 100 videos from uh, Unleashed Potential on the website with shooting, finishing, uh, we had some screen, some screening actions, uh, t- tons of content. And so, uh, first of all, appreciate you doing that with the partnership. It's, it's been good uh, for me. It's been good for, you know, United Basketball in general. And also, if you want to see a f- kind of a full workout, uh, a video from two years ago, the Hoosier Gym Clinic with Lex and Jordan and, and Joe um, is on there like a full one hour. You can see a lot of things they did and they had, you know, a, a small college team team there. So, um, and I'm, and I say this as a coach guys, I'm a do the podcast, but I'm a, I'm a coach first and foremost and teacher is like, I use their stuff. Like my girls coach, I do like, I use the stuff that I see them doing the videos in my four. I get a lot of four player workouts because in Georgia, that's what we can do. And so much of the content you do is, is, is so, um, applicable. I did have a question. Um, kind of backtracking do you do you find it where like high school coaches are now like seeking to send their players to you like you built relationships within the community and like people are like no go see unleashed potential they're really really good you kind of have a pipeline from the same program yeah i mean absolutely i think being in business for 11 years and just our um background being local to our area we have built so many good relationships with not only high school coaches, but also local college coaches and even, you know, um, colleges that are a couple hours away. So we definitely find that, you know, we're having high school coaches reach out to us and say, Hey, we have this, uh, this kid that needs to work on this specific thing. We're, we're expecting them to reach out to you soon. Um, we have college coaches calling us knowing that they're high school and college coaches calling us, uh, knowing their kids work with us, asking us how they're doing, just kind of checking in, asking us for feedback on, on where we think they are and what they need to continue working on. So I think we've really built some good relationships. Yeah. I think, um, two parts to it for me. And we've always made a very conscious effort from day one to do this. Um, I like to think that it's on our, you know, our own, but having my dad as a high school basketball coach, it also like, I have that, that insight yeah. as what a, a high school coach wants or is frustrated with. And my sister's also head coach at Carl high school now too, on the girls side. One of the things we make it a point to say with our middle school to uh, players more so at the high school is you better not. And we better not find out 
you are in our gym on a night you have open gym or a team commitment. Mm. If that, if we find that out, consider yourself barred. Like you're not coming back. Yeah. Um, your priority is and always will be your school. Um, if you are not there, that's a major issue um, because I think one of the biggest like things, and you know, you get your social media warriors, but you still see it. I know it's definitely relevant. There's a disconnect sometimes between high school coaches, AU coaches, trainers. They operate as three separate entities. Where I will say this: the best ones are all in cohesion and they're making that effort to do so. So with us, we actually train um, and we train so many teams locally, but I think we have around a dozen local high school or college coaches, their kids come to us. So for us, that's a great pat on the back of like, Hey, I know what yeah. I do with coach. Um, and I also know what you do well and trust you to develop not only my players, which we could get all the time, but also my own son or daughter. Yeah. Uh, we have a really good rapport there. And then the other part is too, even some of the coaches we don't know, and you can pretty much throw a dart at the board. We train kids from almost every school in this area. If we don't know that coach personally, part of our um, starting out with a new kid from their school is we'll actually reach out to that coach. It's like a Twitter message, um, just a DM saying, hey, coach, been seeing a lot of this kid who's in your program or you know, listing the kids that if there's multiple and just saying, letting you know they're great kids, they're hard workers, they're representing you well. And then also that piece of, look, we are in their ear all the time. Of, if you have a team engagement, they better be with you and not us. You know, feel free to, you know, to reach out anytime you want to give us feedback on them. So yeah. it's a two-way street for sure. Uh, we typically err on the side of just got to open the line of communication. And once it's open, everyone's very receptive and they don't really see anything, you know, as a threat to steal kids or anything crazy like that. Yeah. So th that's one thing, you know, I know my, my friends in Metro Atlanta where I used to coach not to dive into this topic too deep is like one reason people don't trust some trainers is because they think they're going to guide their kids to go to another school. And that's not the trainer's job. Like the trainer is not some surrogate, you know, agent in the middle of programs. And that's why, you know, it's it's just become kind of a shady environment in a lot of areas where you see, you know, trainers kind of working with schools to guide players there. But um, well, that's awesome, your philosophy. And how how big is Carlisle? Just just curious. I mean, is it a pretty big area? So I was born and raised, she, you know, we've been married together for 11 years. She says she's from here. She's not from <laughs> I here. I claim it now. She just, I lived claim here. It. <laughs> she just lived here for a long time. So actually like downtown Carlisle is not a huge area, but we have a division three college in Dickinson. Yeah. Um, our high school to paint the picture has about 15, 1600 kids. Okay. So um, it's fairly populated in a smaller area. Um, I always say it's big enough to house the college and like happening enough that, you know, for a month straight, we could get a different restaurant. So yeah, that's you know, good. there's enough, there's enough to do there. And we're only 20 miles outside the state capital in Harrisburg. So, you know, it's a nice little, like more rural town. That's, you know, two hours from Philly, right outside, two hours from DC. Yeah. Uh, century located. So it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, that's good. Well, guys, thanks a lot for coming on and talking about what you guys do. And again, coaches, if you want to see, again, mention how if someone wants to follow you on social media or pick your brain about something, how what's the best way for a coach to kind of reach out to you or find you guys? Yeah, you want to get them? Yep. So uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, it's just at Unleashed717. So you can find us on there. Um, also on Facebook, just under Unleashed Potential. Um, probably easiest just to reach out on any of those platforms and just shoot us a message. We love connecting with new people and seeing how we can help um, in any way. So 
any way you can reach us, go yeah. ahead and we'll respond. And if you go again to United Basketball Plus, um, one of the three like coaches, you can get three free videos, but one of them, one or two of them is, uh, I think a couple of the finishing drills with them. And like I said, we have over a hundred videos just training wise, and hopefully we can continue to do uh, something every fall together as we start the season. So, well, thanks a lot for connecting. Maybe we'll see you guys in Indiana, uh, one day to do another clinic together, meet back there and have some fun. We would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Last thing I'll say, we appreciate you having us on anybody listening. Um, not only reach out, but also ask questions about the videos. And also I think United, um, plus the website is just such a good resource for everybody. You've done a great job with it. Um, I think one of the biggest things it allows is everyone's in it to make a buck nowadays or, you know, put a price tag on something that has a yeah. it. Your resume and the stuff you put together and the affordability of that site, um, the content on there is worth so much more than the, the cost. Yeah. I hope, you know, everyone continues to take advantage of that because it's second to none. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to push it too hard because I, you know, it's not well, how I feed the family. We'll do that for you. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like four bucks a month. I mean, seriously, like four bucks a month. And I think we have, we just put a big batch of EuroLeague plays. I mean, I think we have over almost 4,000 individual plays. But that's not to mention the deep dives, all the clinic stuff, skill development. I mean, it's 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 really good. It's only going about seven months. And I don't say that because it's mine. I say it because I'm smart enough to realize what I can't do. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't do all aspects of it. That's why I partnered with guys like you because I'm a, you know, that's not my skill set. My skill set as in as in other areas. Um you know, some people would say that that I don't have any skill sets. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. It's 10 o'clock here. I know you guys are getting after tomorrow. We're going to start our first official day of practice tomorrow. But uh, well, let's stay connected. And again, thanks for uh, all you do. Yep, thanks. Thank Good you, luck Matt. tomorrow. See yeah, you. Yeah, appreciate it.